Hello, and welcome to another Lessons from the Battlefield. I'm Ben. I'm Tori. And um, we're continuing our series um, paralleling uh, the Bible, uh, Jesus, um, David and his mighty men with the characters and themes from J.R.R. Tolkien's writing, especially Lord of the Rings. And um, this week we wanted to talk about sacrifice, um, the idea of sacrifice. The, it's a profound theme obviously in the word and um it's a profound theme for Jesus's whole mission and uh and it's a theme that Tolkien uses over and over again in his writings by design mm -hmm. and so really we wanted to start off by just asking a good rhetorical question to to provoke thought but what is sacrifice i mean uh, how how have you defined that um in your life mm. um Romans 12, 1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, yeah. holy and pleasing to God. Um, I don't know. I think most of, I don't know about you. You can, I want to get your opinion on this here in just a second, but most of my life I always viewed the word sacrifice as something negative. Oh, yeah. Well, you're going to have to sacrifice. You know, when you say that line, when someone says that to you, yeah, it's usually a negative connotation. Like, ugh, it means I have to lay down what I want and do something somebody else wants. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and I think there, I think there's truth in that, though. I think sometimes it is negative because it's not easy for us. Mm -hmm. um, even if we do take learn to take joy in it later, which then becomes part of what we desire, right? Mm -hmm. Like that other verse, Hebrews 13, 15, that I actually was reading this this morning just before this, before it's kind of funny, it popped up, but it says, through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. So mm. I think too, I don't know, there's a lot of, there were a lot of verses that were popping in my head or just a lot of memories as we, you decided, you know, like you felt like the Lord was like, okay, let's talk about this. Or we chose to talk about sacrifice. Um I think, you know, it's out of context, but I remember, you know, when Jesus is talking and he, he says in that, in that one point, um, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting because, yeah, it's sort of, it's one of those words or topics that is difficult to kind of wrap your head around mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, I mean, just. Just the fact, too, though, that I know we'll probably get into this, but just the fact that Jesus paid was the ultimate sacrifice and did the ultimate sacrifice by giving up his life literally, quite literally. Mm -hmm. I just think that, you know, when we think of that, it's like, why would we, if our Lord and Savior is the one that we're supposed to emulate, not just in word but in deed right mm -hmm. like why would our rhythms or our life patterns be <clears throat> anything less than being willing to give up things because it's interesting because there's a there's a greater good because there's god knows and has a plan and at the at the end of thing at the end of it all like that's that's how it, that's for, I'm sorry, it's kind of long-winded explanation and I'm talking it out loud with you guys, but I know we're probably all thinking like when you say sacrifice, like Ben said, it's like, what does that 
do to you? What does it bring to mind? How does that actually make you feel? And mm-hmm. how would we be willing to give up things as Jesus literally did or when he asks us to? Mm-hmm. How do we respond? Right. Well, it, there's different instances of sacrifice in the Lord of the Rings. Um, the the main, really the biggest one being <clears throat> the burden of the ring itself. And if you're not familiar with the story, um, just to briefly summarize, there's this this ring that's attached to basically that world's version of the devil. Mm. And if he can get that ring back, he can dominate the world. Right. And the ring's been missing for thousands of years, and it falls into the hands of this little guy, um, a hobbit. Right. Which are like a race of, of people that they basically look like children. And they're very innocent. They're in very innocent, very, you know, they're adults, but they're like three feet tall. And, right. You know what I mean? And it falls into the hands of, of one of them in particular who they, they have this meeting um, where, it was, where it's like all the races of, of Middle Earth come together and have this meeting. They're like, we have to do something about this ring. We can't let it fall back into the, the evil one's hands. If it does, the whole world's going to get wiped out right. effectively. And they, they realize the ring's indestructible. And the only way that you can eliminate it is take it back to where it was made, like on the other side of the world, deep into the heart of where the, this evil one's armies are encamped. And throw it back into the fire for where they forged it. Sure. And they're like, somebody has to do that. And it's effectively a suicide mission. Because not only is the, are the chances of you coming back from that next to nil, but the ring is so evil that it'll corrupt whoever has it for any extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So it'll just destroy you. If, if the mission doesn't outright kill you. Yeah. And no one will take the mission. And as a matter of fact, they all turn on each other in arguments about the ring in that meeting. And it's this little guy, Frodo, who says, I'll take it. I'll take the ring to Mordor. I'll destroy it. And it's in that moment that, and for the rest of the story, that the, the theme of sacrifice is like the central theme through the whole thing. Yeah. It's, I'm going to do this, even though it doesn't, it didn't directly concern me. I was just living my life. I didn't even right. know about this thing. Until somewhat recently. And I certainly don't understand the depths of how important it is and how evil it is. And, you know, but I'll do this because it has to be done. Right. And I'll do this for the betterment of everyone. Right. I'll lay down my life so that everyone else can survive and live. And that that's the central theme of sacrifice in Lord of the Rings. It's Frodo taking the ring. And um when I mean, you really, from from a reader's point of view, when you're reading the books or like you're watching the movies, that's a hard thing for us to wrap our heads around. Yeah, that level of sacrifice is something, especially in the United States, that very few of us are ever, will ever be confronted with. Right. You know, it's one thing to to lay down your needs or your wants for the for the wants or needs of someone else. Yeah, that's usually the level of sacrifice that we have to contend with on a daily basis. But to lay down your life for the lives of people you may not even meet, right, or don't even know, is something like beyond our scope of understanding. I mean, I think the closest comparison that might be would be, you know, for those who've served in the military mm-hmm. in any capacity, right? right? I think, like whether you know it or not, like you or your um, the the guys that you fight with, or yeah, you know, 
could die um, and you're fighting for um, whatever the cause is mm -hmm. and it's all for, you know, keeping the freedoms of the country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like we forget that. It's like those of us who just regular civilians, it's like we owe our freedom and our liberty to these people who have chosen to sacrifice. Right. Well, that's that's the hard that's the hardest part of sacrifice at that level, though, um, is understanding the fact that you're you you're laying down your life or putting your life on the line for people who won't even appreciate it later. Or even know specifically that you by or, name. Yeah, right. Right. Served but or, like our, our yeah. like our nation's pretty entitled. And we can be pretty spoiled, and and a lot of a lot of people in our country don't don't even think about the fact that there are people out there doing that for them, right? And 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 so that to me is is the deepest level of sacrifice because Jesus did that, right? Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna come and I'm gonna give my life for the whole world, and 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 it's and half the world doesn't even believe he exists, right? Let alone that he came and did that for them, right? You see what I mean? Yeah. That to me is a is that's hard to wrap my head around. And I served overseas. Right. Um, you did, yeah. My brother did. Um, and and you try hard not to think about that while you're doing it. Because <laughs> it's such a hard it's a it affects the heart deep yeah. when you really think about it. You know, yeah, it's it's probably hard to, you know, I mean, if you can whether it's like you've served in the military or not, or it might be something minor or you know, it might be something I don't want to downplay things, but it might be family related. It might be work related. You know, whenever you're asked to do something that you know will improve, let's say an organization or a family mm -hmm. or a community, but people will never know that you did it. But without you doing it, it wouldn't have gotten better. It's hard right. sometimes in those moments to when you wrestle with the flesh and you say to yourself, like, well, I deserve like extra compensation or I deserve a shout out or I deserve recognition or people should be appreciative. And it's hard to not be offended mm -hmm. whenever people aren't because here's the thing. It's like whether they know and they just don't care or they're ignorant, um, it's always that opportunity to just go back to the Lord and say, like, help me through this, yeah, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, biblically, obviously, Jesus, the Father sends Jesus um, as the sacrifice for us. Yeah. Right? And people will go, and the sad, horrible thing is that there's so many people out there that have and will go their whole lives and never embrace that, yeah. never accept him as their Lord, you know, uh, and, but he, he came and did it anyway, knowing that. And David and the Mighty Men are no exception. I mean, David and the Mighty Men are outlaws for years. Yeah. Their whole country wants to capture them and execute them. The king's trying to kill him. And yet throughout that entire time of exile, they're like defending their country from foreign invasion. Right. <laughs> like the Philistines are attacking. They're going and fighting the Philistines on behalf of a country who Doesn't considers care. them criminals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you don't get more sacrificial than that. They could have said, out the heck with you guys. You want us dead. Defend yourself. Yeah. But they never did. No. They defended their country the whole time. I, uh, it, this it, biblically, there's stories all through um, with the theme of sacrifice. You know, mm -hmm. Moses just living his life. God yeah. calls him to go free the Israelites from Egypt. I mean, Moses had his wife and his kids, and he was living his life for forty years out there by himself. It, effectively, their what they had going on in Egypt had nothing to do with him. He could have like stayed out there with them and lived happily ever after. Yeah. 
But when God called him, it was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, you're right. You There's know? story after story. I mean, another one that comes to mind, which is, again, we talked about before because it's super popular, but Esther. It's like uh-huh. she was a, she got to be a queen. Yeah. And she could have just enjoyed Lived comfortably. And indulged that yep. and been like, well, you know, I'm sorry that my people are perishing, but I'm good here and my uncle's going to be fine with me and I'm all right. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas she chose to make a decision that quite literally she could have lost her life for. Right. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to think of, like, we watch these movies and we read these. We, re- we watch Lord of the Rings. We read the books. We read scripture and we tend to gloss over it because I think that if we are honest with ourselves, we were faced with that, whether we chose to or not. You mm-hmm. know, you, you know you're going to wrestle with the fear or the what-ifs or the selfish um, desires to, to protect yourself, really, sure. to, to get what you want and be have it play out a certain way. And so that's why I think that, well, Tolkien did an excellent job of writing this out and the way that it was played out was so beautiful because it really does portray, mm-hmm. like, what genuine sacrifice love i would say servanthood right um what it means to be in a brotherhood Mm -hmm. um i mean jesus talks about it laying down your lives for one another Mm -hmm. well philippians 2 3 and 4 do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves not looking to your own (laughs) interests but each of you to the interests of others. I mean, so really, what really a question is, is what, what really is sacrifice? Is it what you do or is it what's in your heart? Yeah, exactly. It's a question of the heart. I think first and foremost, mm-hmm. I um, mean, it, it's interesting. Frodo says to his friend, Sam, at the end of Lord of the Rings, they survived the mission, right? They survived. Not all of them do. Yeah. But these two, but these two do. And he says to Sam, he says, I, we tried to save the Shire, Sam, and it has been saved, but not for me. It must often be so when things are in danger, someone has to give them up, lose them, so that others may keep them. Yeah. It's like, I, I didn't do this for me. I was willing to lay it all down so that others could live. Yeah. I was willing to, to, to lay down what I wanted yeah. and my comforts and the life I wanted to live so that other people could live the life they wanted to live. Yeah. I you mean, know. How, how crazy is that, really, if you think about it? And for those of you... I'm sure those of you that have kids, um, you probably can have a deeper understanding deeper of that. Understanding of that yeah. than we do, mm-hmm. um, because you know it's like that daily choice of putting their needs, or even once, because you want to love them well above your own. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, I mean. If you've ever had to take care of anyone, whether it's a child or a parent or anything like that, there's moments where it's, you know, it's not, it's maybe it's not for multiple people. Maybe it's not for a whole country or the world, but it's interesting what comes up in your heart in those moments. And um, again, it's like that for me being in that position with like, I remember kind of caretaking for a season more or less like from afar, but it's just like you constantly are warring with this is not how i wanted my day to go this is not what mm-hmm. i wanted to do and it's like wow okay god give me give me a fresh understanding of what it really means to sacrifice for someone mm-hmm. you know so anyways. well i mean it like like you said it real sacrifice starts in the heart yeah and it's there's a huge difference between 
laying down your wants and needs out of duty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like there's a lot of parents out there that will do that with their children. They love their kids, not to say they don't, but there's many that just do it because that's what a parent's supposed to do. Right. As opposed to, I'm going to do this because I love my child. Right. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. It's, yeah. it's, there's a big difference between duty that, or sacrifice that comes from duty and sacrificial love. Yeah. Jesus came out of love. John 3.16, for God so loved the world yeah. that he gave. It's, yeah. it's I, I, I think so deeply of you mm-hmm. that I'll give away my own life for you. It's, it's, that's a whole different level. And that's, that's godly biblical sacrifice. Right. And I think that's what Jesus meant when he said Said. to the Pharisees, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Like, I want you to show love in your heart to people. Yeah. Not, not the, 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 the sacrifice, the sacrifices you do on a daily basis out of duty and religion. Yeah, it was I, you know, for context. If that's it, and I was actually just looking as we we're talking Matthew twelve, where Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath, and that's yeah. what we're talking about. You know, the his disciples are hungry, and so they take grain um, it, it, when it's Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. And back then, you know, with uh, that's a no no. You don't do that, right? With the law, um, and basically the Pharisees are saying they're eating on the Sabbath, they're breaking a law, and Jesus is like, "Well, I desire mercy, not sacrifice." Don't you remember what happened with? with David when he was hungry and how he entered the house of the Lord and ate the bread of presence. And, um, you know, Jesus says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless for the Lord, for the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. Mm. Basically the Sabbath is for men, not men for the Sabbath. And so what I find again, it's that what you just said is God so loved the world. And I think a lot of times we, to your point is a lot of times we do things because we think it's the good thing to do or the right thing to do, or we have to, but the real the way that Jesus really is, mm. and I think again, it's it's really well depicted in Lord of the Rings. Is yes, there's an element of duty, but you can tell that those that choose to give their life or to go on this path to whatever it might mean to sacrifice and surrender, they do it out of love mm-hmm. for their people yeah. and for Middle Earth. Yeah. They do it because they believe that there's more and they have hope in their hearts and they carry that. They don't do it. Well, I guess it's just, it's something we should do that to me, that doesn't carry you through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you see sacrifices like that uh, through the whole story of, of Lord of the Rings, the characters are some of these characters are laying down their lives and die and been dying. They're giving, getting killed. And, um, uh, they do it out of the deep love for their people and a deep love for the, for each other even some of them are dying for their the the kingdom they represent and some of them are just dying for one another yeah you know i mean one character stands against a demon because he's the only one who can yeah to save the rest of the group and gives his life for that yeah you know it's a it's um quickly and gladly without hesitation by the way i mean he does it like without without thinking twice about it right you know he tells the rest of the group, like, this this enemy is beyond any of you. You run. Yeah. And then he stands his ground while they run. And, yeah. You know what I mean? And Because he's the only one that can fight it. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, in John 15, it says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Um, I was told a long time ago when I was in ministry, um, 
the senior pastor and I were, were having a meeting and he was talking about attitude and he said that to him attitude is more important than charisma. It's more important than skill sets. Yeah, than accomplishments. It's even more important than giftings, spiritual giftings, really because an ad, your attitude can affect more people than any gifting can. And it didn't, I, I didn't really understand what that meant when he said it, but I get it now. Because there's so many Christians out there, so many of us that have gone and done our duty. Yeah. What we believe is our Christian duty with a poor attitude. Yeah. And it didn't nearly make as a, much of an impact as if we would have done it with a heart from, of love. Right. Towards people. And I've seen so many people not able to do much, but their attitude is so overwhelmingly loving that it didn't matter yeah. that there was very little they could do. It, it, what mattered was that they were there and that they were loving on people. And the, you know what I mean? And it's, it, uh, that's, that to me is true sacrifice. That to me is biblical sacrifice. Like Jesus didn't come to die and then whine about it his whole life because yeah. he knew the cross was in front of him the whole time. Yeah. And he could have spent every day like, look, will you guys get off my back? You, you know what I'm getting ready to do here? Right. Like I'm under a lot of pressure right now, yeah. which is what a lot of us would do. And it, 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 was, it was never that for him. It was, I'm going to love this person right in front of me. And I'm going to act like they're the only person in the world in that moment. Yeah. Every time I interact with someone. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's a really good thing to think about too. Like if we take ourselves out of our Christian circles and we look at the people that God's placed in our lives or that are in our worlds that don't know him, like, what do you think is going to matter more? The fact that you know your Bible and you can tell them scriptures or you can tell them what's right and wrong mm -hmm. or that you're there with them in their moments of pain and joy and you're present and you're celebrating or you're helping or you're listening. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that it's really even at the core of your heart posture, like you keep saying, Ben, but also like when I... <laughs> It's so important, yes, that people do meet Jesus, but if we're supposed to represent him, that doesn't just mean in word, right? Mm -hmm. That means in how we literally act and live and respond to those yeah. around us. And it keeps he keeps bringing to mind, I have one friend who is not a believer. And I've heard, it's, I've heard what I would call horror stories, but it's just so sad to me that the interactions that she's had with a lot of people who call themselves Christians, yeah. And it's been more about look at my life and condemning them versus just loving them and letting letting them not not shy away from the truth, but living your life by example, but also like just being real and let other people be in process. Mm -hmm. Let other people have that have the opportunity to come know Jesus, but not to be pushy or preach mm -hmm. at them. Preach and I think that that ties in with that element of sacrifice because even in that it's like, I'm going to give up my agenda and my, you know, timing for this. Cause that could even be, you know, if you see street preachers that are like, you need to be saved, you're going to go to hell. And it's like, that's the wrong kind of agenda. And yeah, <laughs> also too, it's like people need to get saved. So I have to do this today. And it's like, hold on. Can we really, lean into what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing about that individual mm -hmm. and trust that 
he 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 knows he's got it yeah 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 so. um yeah there's a i think there's a real disconnect a lot of the time when we um we're just thinking about i mean this is just being human and living day to day yeah. but there's a real disconnect we, we we have a tendency to just think about what we have to do today yeah checking off the box and so when suddenly there's a need of someone else's that violates or interrupts there you go, the yeah. plan that we had. It's inconvenient. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's awkward, maybe. Frustrating. Frustrating. Whatever that is. It, yeah. You know, fill in the blank. And when we still respond and help those people in that moment or give them what they need, um, oftentimes we do it begrudgingly. Yeah. And I know, I know for me, every time I've ever done that, and then that person later thanks me for it, then I feel horrible. Then I feel guilty because yeah. it was like, I complained about this the whole time. Maybe behind their back. Yeah. Maybe to myself. They don't, maybe they don't know it at all. But I, I know that wasn't real sacrifice. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it, so the, there's a real disconnect in our hearts a lot of the time when <clears throat> we don't stop to, to think about the fact that all of us deep down want to be like Jesus, but we only want the parts that come easy or the parts that give us glory, not just yes. him. Yeah. And, but to, 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 to fully have the heart of Jesus means we have to embrace his suffering. Yeah. It means that we have to live a life of sacrifice and do it joyfully. Right. I mean, the scripture says for, because of the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Mm -hmm. In other words, he knew what was ahead and the victory that was coming. And he was happy about it now, pre-crucifixion. Yeah. Knowing the agony he was going to go through. Yeah. He was happy about it now. And so, and he was happy about the mission now, you know, and I, I, I have to confess, I mean, just like I'm sure a lot of you can relate. I mean, I, I have not been that good with that in my life. I mean, I, I, there's been times where people have called and interrupted my day or, Hey, I, can you come and do this? And it's just like, Oh my gosh, man, I just wanted to rest today. Or I just wanted to do, I had plans to do this or whatever. And then went into that with a bad attitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Well, and isn't that so like the Holy Spirit? <clears throat> like he's a wind and you don't always know which way he blows. Mm -hmm. But he blows and he's going to take you. And sometimes it's like you can either, and it's in the river, you can either jump in or you miss it. Right. And I think sometimes too, it's that when we, when we are faced with that frustration or resistance is a lot of times what I like to call it. Sometimes it's like, I know it's a Christianese to say this, but it's like the breakthrough that you're looking for sometimes is right on the other side of leaning into that resistance. Yeah, yeah. Pushing through the your emotions about that moment. Yeah. And doing what you know in your heart Jesus would do and is and Jesus in you is provoking you to do. Yeah. You know, uh, and that's that's really what um, it talks about in Galatians 2, verse 20. It says, I've, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Mm-hmm. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. When there's that mo moment where it's like, okay, I could lay down what I want right now for this person and what they need or want. Yeah. And the struggle inside is the flesh that's trying to rise up versus Christ in you who's telling you this is the way to live now. Yeah. And we struggle with that every time. That's why we always feel that tension within. We'll grit our teeth and be like, ah, mm -hmm. fine. You know what I mean? That that kind of reaction. Yeah. Um, Gandalf, the wizard in Lord of the Rings, who 
lays down his life, by the way, in that series. Is it, he says, it's not our part to master all the tides of the world, but to do what, what is in us for the sucker of those years wherein we are set, uprooting the evil in the fields that we know, so that those who live after may have clean earth to till. Mm. What weather they shall have is not ours to rule. So it's like, I, oh. I'm going to do this for the sake of the people that come after me. Yeah, I'm going to do this for the legacy. sake. Yeah, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for them. You know, and again, like you, like you just mentioned a little bit ago, those of you with children have a deep understanding of this. It's like, um, you know, the, the point is uh, in, in the upbringing of children or in spir- upbringing of spiritual children. For those of you who have spiritual children, that you, there's people that you're mentoring or people that, adults even, that look to you, you know, you are what they what they grow beyond. Yeah, you know what I mean. And as that line from Star Wars, "You are what they grow beyond." Where where your ceiling is their floor. Yeah. And our yeah. sacrifice for them is for the sake of their growth. Yeah. For them to go past where we stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean. To learn from where we failed. To you know those those things and that that to me is is real sacrifice. And Jesus came to do that for us. He had no failings. But he came to, to, to save generations and generations of people who hadn't even been born yet. Yeah. So that they could live life abundantly. Yeah. That's the whole point of why he says that. It isn't just a command. It's, I came to do this. This was the purpose of it. For you to know the Father and to live life abundantly, you know. Um, there's a lot of takeaways about sacrifice in Lord of the Rings. And we could just go on and on and on about this stuff and how it resonates with truths in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, one, and one, one in particular we kind of want to, I wanted to touch on just for a second before we wrap this up is, is how sacrificial love transforms you. It doesn't, well, and it transforms the people that you do it for too. It's a changing, it's a life changing thing when someone get, lays down their life, yeah. whether figuratively or literally out of love it, it's like a spiritual bomb that goes off. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It, it changes the lives of everyone that beholds that, mm-hmm. you know, even if you weren't present there in the moment to see it happen, to learn that it happened for you is life changing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot of the time is the, the deepest part of the, the deepest surgical tool the Holy Spirit uses to convict hearts so that they give their lives to Jesus is yeah. that, when you have that like penetrating realization that, oh my gosh, you're telling me over 2,000 years ago he died for me? Is, I mean, it sends you over the edge. It does. You know, that yeah. deep kind of sacrificial love is hard to, for our minds to wrap around. It is because I think if you think about it too, it's, you know, we as Christians, it's so funny, we can totally mess this up, but, you know, we qualify and disqualify based upon judgments and perceptions of, you know, people of those things. And mm-hmm. what's funny is the Lord, because he loves that he loves that he loves us, even in the mess, like you can go, if you ever see somebody get set free or healed or mm-hmm. blessed financially or, or whatever, and their life is a mess and you, you're like, what the heck? Why would God do that for them? It's because he loves them. Yeah, and then like you just said, it's a lot of times he uses. I don't like to. He 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 does that for for someone because of that love, and in that moment, it shifts them forever. 
Mm. And I think that that's the thing that we sometimes forget is he will do it. He'll do it for everyone, mm -hmm. not just those of us who get it, get our act together before we come to him. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's, you're right. It's like it, when you, when we truly realize that what he did 2000 years ago is still for us today, no literally, there's literally nothing that can separate mm -hmm. us. Like you could have killed 10 people. It's a finished work. And it, that's, what's crazy is he doesn't do that. He doesn't judge. He doesn't qualify. If you say, yes, I surrender and I want you to come in to my mm -hmm. heart and I'll live for you now. Um, it's pretty overwhelming. It is. And it's, um, like you said, it's transformative. Well, the reason for that is, and, and this is the key, I think, to all of this today for this, on this particular topic is, and going back again to the verse that you cited earlier about when Jesus says, I, um, I want mercy, not sacrifice. Yeah. Mercy or love is another word there in the, in the Greek, um, is, and here, in, in this directly relates to where we struggle with sacrifice and why we view have all, why why a lot of the time we view it as a negative thing, mm. is that when we get put in a particular situation where there might be a need for us to sacrifice, we we tend to get into the mindset where we have to choose: do I sacrifice or not? And that's why why we see it negatively. Yeah. The reality of it is the way that the kingdom sees it, the way that Jesus sees it, according to that verse, is. You choose in that moment, do I love this person now or not? Oof. Because sacrifice will come as a byproduct of really loving them. Yeah, well. You don't have to choose sacrifice if you really love them. You'll just do it. Yeah. But if, you, if there's not real love in your heart, you look at the sacrifice first. Yeah. And that's what makes it hard. And that's why oftentimes we won't sacrifice. We won't yeah. do it. And so it's, it's, uh, that's why Jesus said, I, I demand mercy, not sacrifice. Like... Come at everything from a heart of love. Yeah. You'll sacrifice without thinking twice about it. Well, I mean, think about it. Think about the person that you love the most in the world. The physical person. Not I'm talking about the Lord. I'm talking about physical people in your life. Your children, your spouse, your parents, whoever it is. A sibling. The person you love most in the world. You love them so deeply. You, you lay down your own agendas for them without hesitation. Yeah. I'll just do this for them. That's what I do because I love them. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's that... Romans twelve ten that says love one another out of brotherly affection outdo one another in showing honor mm -hmm. you know or it's also like love others as yourself and we really can't do that without letting the Holy Spirit work in us mm -hmm. but also too as we get deeper in intimacy with Him and He can, He shows us that grace and that yeah. love and that mercy daily it gives us the capacity yeah to do that for others mm -hmm. because I think that's the the one thing that I was taught this before and the one thing that really helps me do that with people that I like or don't like or just feel like I don't want to help or have the time for whatever the excuse might be mm -hmm. is I have to say Lord show me how you see them yeah what is your heart towards this person because I know that you don't think like I think towards this person mm -hmm. and when I do that even if I don't get a clear picture it helps me remember that he loves them just as much as me so if I love myself and I think I'm awesome, then he thinks they're awesome. Right. Right. So just hopefully that helps you as you move forward because mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's not, we understand that it's difficult with certain people sometimes or the situations are a certain way. Right. But hopefully that gives, that encourages you and gives you some 
desire in a sense and also just you know ignites that fire to say okay god i want to tackle this with you what Mm -hmm. does sacrifice look like yeah i mean it's the ultimate display of love i mean first john 3 16 says this is how we know what love is yeah that jesus christ laid down his life it's it's it, it when you come into to an interaction with someone or a group of people or whatever the scenario is and you come at it from a heart of love, sacrifice is the byproduct, and they see your love for them, and they see yeah. the love of God for them through what the sacrifice you made. And the sacri- So you aren't choosing whether or not you're going to sacrifice. You're choosing whether or not you're going to love them. Mm-hmm. And then love will dictate your next move. Love being a person, he right. will show you your next exactly. move. And so it's, it's um, I don't know, it's a definitely a revolutionary way of changing the way you think, but that's the whole point be transformed by the renewing of your mind change the way you think about this stuff yeah and sacrifice won't be such a burden it won't be such it won't have such negative connotations in our thinking when we think of it from through the when we look at it through the the view of love the lens of love so um we're excited to hear what you what you think of this and what god is saying to you in this and just again check out the reflection questions so they can provoke a thought so the holy spirit can um tug at your heartstrings in different ways to get you to have um, a dialogue with him and, and provoke a response <clears throat> and challenge you in new ways. You know, think about the people in your life right now. Uh, who could you love more? Um, the Holy Spirit will point those things out. Ask him to highlight those, those yeah. people in those, those situations. Um, where we love that you are a part of this community and we love that you're hearing um, what the Holy Spirit's saying, and we can't wait to hear more from you, and we're excited to be in community with you more. And for those of you who maybe this is the first time you've ever listened to, to these podcasts, we encourage you to, to, to dive in deeper, check out the rest of the series, check out the other series we've done in the past. And, um, or if you're a free subscriber, sign up and be a paid subscriber. It's only $5 a month, and you get these every week. Yeah. Um, and they're designed to grow you and and um, nurture the mighty man or woman that's in your heart. Yeah, so, otherwise, like Ben's just said, I'll just give a quick um, refresher. As you get, we do send out, like he said, stuff every week, and the free ones go out um, the first week of the month. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this is. And so next week, we're going to continue the series. And also, what's, what else is included in that is you get to connect with others in the community, or if you have the desire to reflect more and connect with us. You can comment, you can chat with each other. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited to just get to know you guys, like Ben said, and um, we hope you have a fantastic week ahead and happy December. And we'll talk to you next time. Yep. See you later.